Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Christine Flowers, journalist, as you know, and a syndicated columnist, and you see her on 6ABC on the Sunday morning show where she's giving her take. Hey, Christine, it's great to great to talk and catch up. Hey, buddy. It's so good <laughs> to talk to you. And I wanted to let you know that when I announced this on Facebook that I was coming on with you, the very first comment was from a priest, um, my friend Father Richard, Father Richard Dra- Jasper, um, who said that you and I were two of his favorite journalists. And I have to sort of, I defer to you. You're the real journalist. I'm just an Italian big mouth. Oh, but, stop. But I love the fact, so we have the imprimatur of the, the church. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're surrounded in prayer. And I want to say one other, one other Facebook reference. Um, when you were talking, and this is, this is with levity, but, you know, understanding the severity of the situation. With Cavalcante, with the uh, escapee from Chester County Prison, another friend of mine, Brian, posted a humorous meme on Facebook saying, the, the International World Championships for Hide and Seek are now going to have their final round in Chester, Chester and Delaware County, Pennsylvania. I said, that is the best post of the year. He gets the gold medal. It's really it's it's disgusting. Do you remember I guess it was maybe five or six years ago when Eric Frayne, um yes. the the guy, the survivalist who killed a state police officer yes. and, and maimed another, he was on the lam up in northeastern PA in Pike and, and um it was like Pike County, Wayne County up there. We used to have a cabin. My dad bought this beautiful little very rustic bat-filled bear surrounded cabin up in northeastern PA which I loved and that was the area that he was traveling through that Frayne was traveling through and he was on the lam for about a month and I could understand at that time why it was so difficult for them to be able to apprehend him because this was a guy who was like an evil Daniel Boone, Davy Crockett survivalist kind of guy. He knew he had, he had lived this way for, for years and it's very dense up there. As I'm sure, you know, Chester and Delco, you know, Mm -hmm. our, our region. Yes, we do have woods and they're quite beautiful. They're nowhere near as dense as what it is up in the Poconos. And frankly, this Cavalcante does not appear to me to be someone who is trained in the survivalist arts. So I really can't understand why it's taken this long and it's been this difficult for them to apprehend him. And I'm a huge law enforcement um, cheerleader. I love them. And I, I know that you are as well. But I just don't understand 
what the problem is. And they're saying, well, there's a, you know, there's the heat is a problem. Well, it's a problem for Cavalcante too. So I don't understand why it's so hard for them to, to get him after more than a week. This is yeah. craziness. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And you think of these different escapees. I, I also wonder because we have the heat sensing helicopters, the choppers. And it's amazing if you've been up there and you've seen those, you can see the body outline if somebody's, they think they're well hidden. And so is this, where is he hiding under something that's a cement, maybe in a pipe or under a bridge? How could he evade those heat sensing choppers? And I said, I said to my husband, the guy is so little, he's so petite. Maybe he's balling up and he's like in a tree and they think it's, I don't know, a bear or something. Maybe, you know. I, I don't, yeah. I think he's got to be up in a tree. That's what we all started debating this. Where, where is he? But maybe, maybe he now at this point, maybe he has some help. And that's, the that's other what question. I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm thinking. And, and that's, that's a horrific thought that there is someone out there or some, you know, number of people out there who are willing to give refuge and assistance and protection to a, a double murderer. I mean, the man is wanted for murder in his native Brazil and he, he killed. I mean, he, he assassinated a woman in front of her children yeah. and anyone. It's, stabbing. You know, it, it's just, you know, my, my friend Stu, Stu Bykovsky also had made the comment that if it had been anyone other than a murderer, mm-hmm. uh, you might see people sort of looking at him as a, uh, I don't know, a, a modern day Robin Hood. You know, they would be cheering him on sort mm-hmm. of like the, um, uh, the fugitive. And uh, it, there would be some kind of, I don't know, you know, there would, be, there would be a lot of people who would be sort of rooting for him. I disagree. I, I don't know that people in this day and age would necessarily be rooting for a criminal, even a criminal who didn't take the life of a, of a young mother. But I, I do think, unfortunately, that when it's publicized, there are some people who just have this prurient interest mm-hmm. in this. And for me, I just, I want the man... I, I want him taken in and the, yeah. I mean, there, there has been a, uh, a failure at all levels. I mean, obviously, you know, one of, one of the unspoken, um, commentaries about this is that this is a man, he's undocumented. He should not have been in the country yes. to begin with. So we have that, that sort of like that gate, that threshold. Why is he here? Um, he's here and then he commits this horrific crime. And then there's that huge failure at Chester County Prison. Uh, I, I don't understand it. And again, we're just talking about this and it's all stream of consciousness, but, so true. I, you know, uh, and, and we're all in danger. I mean, people have to keep their doors shut in southeastern Pennsylvania because you have no idea where he's going to end up next. And I don't, I don't think he has access to uh, public transportation or mass transportation unless, as you said, there is someone helping him mm-hmm. um, and trying to get him out of the area. They will get him. But this is so troubling to have this. And I, again, I remember Eric Frayne, 30 yeah. days, more than 30 days, we were wondering what was going on. Well, the weird thing about that, isn't it, isn't it 10 years? It was the fall. It was September, uh, right? I think it's, it's 10 years yeah. ago that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you think about this time of year. It's, it is weird to, to connect those and connect those dots. But for you as, an immigration attorney, 
I wonder mm-hmm. if you have some insights, Christine Flowers, as as an attorney as well as a famous uh, broadcaster and columnist. Do you have some thoughts on the fact that somebody like this, the danger that he puts on a community, whether whether it's a, a, a I'll call it an immigrant community, um, many people who are here legally or illegally, but somebody like this who flees Brazil, who flees his country because he's facing murder charges and flees to this country, well, first through Puerto Rico, I believe, and then to Chester County, Pennsylvania. But he, what I see about this is he, the people who are most at risk are the very people where he may hide within their community. Exactly. It's, it's so true. You, you make such a brilliant point, Dawn. When we talk about um, criminal aliens, when we talk about uh, illegal aliens or the undocumented who commit crimes, it seems to always separate between, you know, citizens who are victims and the criminal who is an illegal alien. We miss the deeper, larger story that the people who are the most likely to be victims of a criminal alien are undocumented themselves, are immigrants themselves, either legally here or undocumented. And that's because they tend to live in the same communities. There is so much crime in the communities that happen to be predominantly immigrant um, populated. You know, it, it's just, and we have something called a U visa, and I do this all the time. A U visa is a visa that is available to someone who is undocumented and who has been the victim of a crime and who has cooperated with law enforcement by going to the police and making a report and, and following through in order to get the criminal, the person who harmed him or her, prosecuted uh, and convicted and sentenced. And if they do that, then they are eligible for uh, what is called a U visa, which is protection from deportation. And that visa was created specifically because of those situations where you have someone who is undocumented, not bothering anyone, just, you know, they're here. Maybe, they, you know, they, they entered illegally, but they're working. They're basically just putting food on the table for their families. And they're victims of crime. And if they go to the police, it used to be, well, I'm going to get deported, so I'm not going to go to the police. And so they could be preyed upon not only by undocumented criminals, but by, you know, U.S. citizens who were criminals as well. And this visa helps them come out of the shadows. But it's just an example of the fact that every one of us is in danger when the border is not secured. And when you have people coming in that you don't know who they are and could be criminals, it's not just you and me who are going to be endangered. It's every single person. And to be quite honest, the ones that are the most vulnerable are the ones who are living with them in their own communities. And I, I, that was the first thing I thought of. I mean, I don't even know what the um, the immigration status was of that young mother who was murdered. I don't think we're going to know about that. But yeah. it is quite possible that she herself was undocumented and had no recourse. So, yeah, because I, I've worked with a number of abused women who are here, who are immigrants, and who they themselves are, they have no recourse either. So th- that was the first thing that popped to my mind. And I think people should have been talking about his immigration status. I know that there are a lot of you know, immigration advocates who say, well, don't talk about that because it's a stigma. It doesn't need to be a stigma. 
if we speak about it with empathy, sympathy, and common sense, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and, that's, and that's what we need to do. It, it, it can't be the third rail. We need to be able to talk about it with some common sense. And that's where the whole sanctuary city thing yes. is, is problematic because it, it just sort of like puts a bubble around this discussion. And, and people like me who work every day with these communities, we understand what's going on. And it's not just slogans from Mayor Kenny, happy dancing in his office. <laughs> um, and, you know, Joe Biden and Eric Adams talking for, you know, speaking about acceleration of work per- permits and all this stuff. I look at these guys and I'm saying, you you never, ever dealt with an immigrant in your life. You don't know what you're talking about. So sit down, back off, and let the people who know what's going on take, take control. Hey, um, you're I'm listening? sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. So I, I also wanted to ask you about the news that broke actually mid, mid-morning this week that, that uh, to no surprise, the job-hunting police commissioner, Daniel Outlaw, announcing mm-hmm her resignation and Mayor Jim Kenney quick to accept the resignation and then the Philadelphia Inquirer so quick to say glowing things and just basically give her a pass for her incompetence. Your take on all of that and the future of Philadelphia PD. Okay, so my first my first thought um, was that they must have given her the port authority must have given her a special nail an- allowance for you know in her new salary so she could have you know that that's sort of one of the benefits that are provided now to, to be quite serious um, I really thought that this was um, a boon for uh, Sherelle Parker, because if in fact she does become mayor and if in fact she has to deal with um, replacing or picking her own police commissioner, it would have been uncomfortable for yeah. her to dismiss um, the first African-American female police commissioner in the city of Philadelphia. So they kind of did her a favor, assuming she becomes mayor. Um, my next thought was um, it's it's about time. My third thought was the reason, and I had posted about this, I think that the real reason that um, Danielle Outlaw failed is not because she's a bad person, is not because she's particularly incompetent, although I don't think she was really competent, and I, I do think she was picked because of she, she was a woman, and this was, you know, this was uh, something that Jim Kenney wanted, but I think she was never a part of the city. She was never engaged. She was never there. You awesome. never saw her. She showed up at the end. And I posted this photo of the late, great Frank Rizzo, um, when he, that famous photo where he's in the tuxedo and he's got the nightstick sticking out of his cummerbund because he was called from some soiree, some swanky affair, to the, the site of a murder or the site of a wherever, some, some crime. And he rushed there. He didn't have time to take off his tuxedo. And he had his nightstick sticking out. And it was just such a great capture of this man, of who he was. I mean, you, you, I, I adored the man. But, you, you know, legitimately there are people who did not like him. But you cannot say of him that he wasn't in charge and he wasn't visible and he wasn't Philadelphia. 
and he wasn't taking control of the streets, and he didn't know what was going on. And Danielle Outlaw always had this look of a deer in headlights. Whenever you would see her on television, it's like, which way did he go? Where is he? I mean, she was a Keystone cop. And I, you know, unfortunately, a real Keystone cop. I just didn't think that she had a hold on what was going on. So, you know, I wish her well. I do think it's definitely a demotion. I disagree with people who are saying, wow, how did she get promoted to go to New York? I'm sorry, being in control of the Port Authority is, to me, it's a step down from being in charge of the city of Philadelphia, the police commissioner of the city of Philadelphia. So a major, major city. So that's my take. I love it. I love the Keystone Cops reference. That's awesome. I wanted to take you to a serious, um, back to a serious topic, Christine Flowers, and that is that you authored in Broad and Liberty, and people can find the full article, broadandliberty.com. But you had commemorated, you know, uh, the two years of what happened, August 26, 2021, when 13 American military members were killed outside, of course, the airport there in Afghanistan. And it was a horrific act. And so many grieving families, as we think about that disastrous, disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan by the Biden administration. And your title says, Happy Anniversary Taliban. And I thought it was so appropriate to just, you know, that's, I love the sarcastic Philadelphia little, <laughs> little, little jab there at you the Biden that, administration. <laughs> I, thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, honey. Yeah. I, you know, I just, I am, um, well, I, as, as anyone who has, who remembers what happened two years ago, um, late last month and early this month, uh, I am appalled that there has been no accountability whatsoever for the absolute lack of, speaking of competence, the, the lack of competence, the lack of, uh, of, of any semblance of, authority, ability, capacity, mental capacity of this commander-in-chief. I understand that people will tie this back to, tie tie the withdrawal back to an agreement entered into under the Trump administration, but, but there was no deadline that was written in blood, in marble. This could have been worked out. Joe Biden wanted to be able to commemorate the uh, anniversary of September 11th, the 20th anniversary of September 11th. By, uh, I'm sorry, September, yeah, September 11th, 2001, by having this grandiose uh, exit from Afghanistan to be able to sort of put the period at the end of the sentence. The war is over. It's not. It's just beginning for the people of Afghanistan and for particularly the women of Afghanistan and our allies who are still stuck there, so many of them. Um, I've dealt with family members here who are trying to get them out. I've dealt with victims of the Taliban, which is now even more empowered in Pakistan because they share a border. I have Pakistani clients who have been threatened by the Taliban. So I am disgusted with what happened. I'm even more disgusted by the apologists for this administration, for the Democratic Party, for this man, for Joe Biden, who is the face of this withdrawal. And any suggestion that this has roots in Donald Trump is just politicking. It's partisan gaslighting because this withdrawal is on the hands of Joe Biden. And Maybe, maybe, yes, 
we did need to withdraw. But did we need to do it in a way that 13 service members were murdered? Did we need to do it in a way that women can no longer go to school? Did we have to do it in a way where women can no longer walk in the streets without having their faces veiled? These are women who were journalists like you, television journalists, and now they have to wear the burqa. They can't go to school. They can't be doctors. Or if they are doctors, they can only treat women. They can't treat men. If a man is dying and he's brought to a hospital and the only doctor there is a woman, he's going to die. So this is, I mean, this is what we have now. And this is what Joe Biden's withdrawal created there. It is a human rights catastrophe of epic proportions. And so, yeah, my column was... I, I, I mean, right now I'm actually being a bit more expressive than I was in the column itself. And yet if you read the comments on Broad and Liberty's website, there are so many people who disagree with me and think that I'm a partisan hack and that I'm just a Trumpster. And that's the reason that I wrote that column. It doesn't matter to me who was the president at the time of the war. It matters to me who was the president at the time of the drawdown. And that caused this problem. The mm-hmm. Taliban were not in power before, and now they own a country. And I'm angry. Yes. Well said. Well, we leave you angry. <laughs> not really. <laughs> but Christine Flowers, until next time, thank you so much, my friend. If people want to read Christine's article, you can certainly go to broadandliberty.com. Thanks, Christine Flowers. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 